Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. So hi everybody, welcome to Katie's Crib. We are talking today to Dr. Harvey Karp. He is a pediatrician and child development expert who's practiced pediatrics in Los Angeles for over 25 years. He is the founder and CEO of Happiest Baby, a smart tech and parenting solutions company, and Dr. Karp is the author of three books, Happiest Baby on the Block, Happiest Toddler on the Block, The Happiest Baby Guide to Great Sleep. Which is for the first five years of life. It's such a weird title, Happiest Baby Guy, but it's really for the first five years. So oh, sleep from, from zero to five. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Amazon, get ready for that purchase today. <laughs> but um, just to start us off. And just so I understand. Yes. I know. It's a lot. Scandal a lot. is filmed in that next room. Is that right? <laughs> is this, this, this is the main studio. This is also a studio <laughs> lot. No, this is 100% my house. <laughs> and this is 100% the room I usually, at about 5 p.m. Uh, in this playroom, Albie plays and I drink wine. Mm-hmm. And then I invite over other mommies that have babies or kids of any age and they literally tear the room apart while we drink wine. Mm-hmm. Mother's so, juice. Yeah, mother's juice, exactly. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? So <laughs> I'm a pediatrician and that's what I do. I mean, for decades I was the neighborhood doctor and what happened was I kind of observed some things that hadn't really been written about before. I'm always interested in problems that haven't been solved And so I was interested, babies cry, and you would be told, oh, babies just cry, there's nothing you can do about it. Or sleep, babies 
they don't sleep well in the beginning and just suck it up and deal with it. And right. sooner or later, it'll get better or let them cry it out. And that stuff never made sense to me. So, um, so long, long time ago, I, I came to realize that people in other cultures much more successful at calming their babies. You go to some, some you know, areas in the world, you never hear a crying baby. Oh, and yeah. and they're, they're, they're not like genetically different babies. Right. I mean, it's the parents doing different things. So that got me interested and I started to study that and then I did it on thousands of babies to really perfect my techniques. And that's when I wrote the happiest baby on the block video. And those five S's. The five S's, exactly right. You guys, the five S's are literally like the most famous thing of all time. Like everyone <laughs> knows, like in my group of friends, it's a lifesaver. Yeah. Can you explain to people what the five S's are yes. for the 50 billionth time in your career? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I love it because it's just so empowering to parents. So five S's. So the, well, the first key concept is babies are not ready to be born after nine months. Horses are ready. Cows are ready. They they ha they can run. A horse doesn't get stuck by its head. It gets stuck by the body. And right. the body is as strong as it can be so it can run that first day because otherwise it'll get eaten by exactly yes. exactly our babies and we survive because of our noodles and so the brain is as big as it can be and still get out and it's a tight fit i don't need to tell you that no so um and what happens Ow. i kind of think of it like these james bond movies you know james bond is on the motorcycle and he's rushing out this underground parking lot mm -hmm. and the metal door is coming down and he's rushing and the door is coming down. He's going to be locked in there. Mm -hmm. And at the last second, he puts the motorcycle down. No, he, he, he lies it on the ground and slides underneath just as this thing is closing. And that's our baby's that's head. That's our baby's head. My yeah. Vagina yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. So, and if you miss that opportunity, then that's why we do cesarean sections. And we're lucky we can do that because like my wife's uh, grandmother died in, in childbirth. childbirth. I mean, that wasn't that uncommon. So because the head is so big and we get out earlier than say other mammals do, right. we have this thing called the fourth trimester, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Where the baby really should still sort of be mimicking the world in which it was in the womb because it feels unsafe. It's such a huge transition. And this is why it's so tough for new parents because the next four months or five months, you are one big walking uterus. I mean, inside, you're holding your baby nonstop. You're rocking. Every time you breathe and every time you walk, your baby is being rocked and jiggled. The sound is... Oh, and wow. actually, it is... Except babies are underwater. So when you're underwater, you can't hear the high pitch. So it isn't that that they hear. What they hear is... And your voice and other things like that. But it's kind of muffled because they're underwater. Wow. So then it's so shocking for them to be out. I mean, June Raphael, who is a wonderful actress and a dear friend of mine, she was on Katie's Crib the first season and she said the first three months she calls it the dark days of yore. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah. basically, why is because it's, it is, you are essentially still providing a womb for your kid, but it's just now so full on because you have to consciously carry them around, consciously make those sounds, consciously make them feel safe yes, and close to you, which is hard. But you're doing it 14 hours a day and you used to do 24 hours a day. From the baby's point of view, it's a ripoff, right? It's like, whoa, bait and switch. Right. And from our point of view, it's like, are you kidding me? This right. is nonstop. Right. But this is the big lie because today, if you have a nanny or a night nurse, yes. you know, you're pretty well off. If you have two nannies, I mean, you're like really well off. Who the hell has that? 
Elon. people, but yeah. like, <laughs> what? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have that. However, up until 100 years ago, everyone had five nannies, right? Your grandma, your aunt, Aunts, your older all sister. The, all the your friends siblings. in the... Right. Yeah, your next door neighbor's older daughter. Can I hold the baby for you? Oh, okay. So, I mean, the mother was babied as much as the baby was babied. In fact, in many cultures, they have a 100-day ceremony where for the first 100 days, you don't leave the house. You are taken care of. You are bathed. You are fed. You are pampered. Oh, I've heard of well, the first 40 days, but I didn't know about 100. Oh, first 100 days. Yeah. So in many, many Asian countries. Guys, you hear it here on Katie's Crib first. Can we start a fucking movement uh, called the first 100 days where... Mm-hmm. The mom and the baby are just totally taken care of for 100 days. Like, why can't that be happening? And, you know, we just came back from Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, all you Katie's Crib listeners and viewers. But um, there was a six-week-old baby there. And I think she had a wonderful weekend because every time the baby was, like, fussy or communicating, the baby got passed around Mm -hmm. to grandma, to great-grandma, to aunts, to uncles, to cousins. And so the baby was always, like, was getting new, um, someone who had energy when the mom is so tired and like, I can't keep holding the baby. And I know the baby wants to be held right now. No mother in history ever did that. And women, this is one of the things that's so upsetting to me because women are told, hey, listen, you decide to have a baby. So this is your responsibility now. It's your problem. And don't complain about it because you wanted to be a mom. Well, I did want to be a mom, but I do have to sleep also. And everyone's different. Some people do fine without sleep. Other people, it's total torture. Well, I understood for the yeah. first time ever why sleep deprivation is a form of torture in yeah. war times. Yeah. I was like, if I got behind the wheel of a car right now, I might drive off a cliff. That I can't do yeah. only four hours of sleep. I can for a week, but I mm-hmm. can't do it for weeks. Well, and even the four hours, it's broken up in little <sighs> pieces. It's not even continual sleep you get as a new mom. And that makes it even tougher. Studies definitely show that if you get six hours or less, you're essentially equivalent to a drunk person. You get into car accidents the way drunk people get into I car feel, accidents. Felt that way. You do. You're kind of disoriented. And some people, again, are much more sensitive to that. It's not even six hours. It's broken up little pieces of, of six course. hours. So... So the fourth and I have trimester, to th- is that what we're calling it? Yeah, fourth trimester. Okay. But just want to follow up this one point about being drunk. <laughs> Great. Yeah, besides mommy <laughs> juice. Um, <laughs> the, um, it's a really serious issue because so many mothers accidentally or intentionally fall asleep with the baby. And, and you'll read, oh, well, in other cultures they do that and it encourages breastfeeding. And, and there's some truth to that. However... You would never bring your baby in bed with you if you were drunk. No, no, no. Well, why would you do it if you're so exhausted you're the equivalent of drunk? And video studies have been done that show that mothers, you know, you're not, you just, you think you have one eye open all night long, but you don't. You're so tired that you fall into a deep sleep and you can pull the blankets over. 70, almost 4,000 babies die each year in the United States in the first year of life in their sleep. 70% of those babies die in bed with their parents or in another unsafe place, like on a sofa with their parents, things like that. Terrible, terrible tragedy. It happened to us once when Albie was really little, like maybe six weeks. I was so tired. Adam went out for one thing for the night for a couple hours, and I 
was I never took him in bed with me. I always breastfed him in a chair in his room, but I was like, I'm gonna try it, and I breastfed laying down in my bed, and the next thing I knew, Adam came in and he was like, Katie, Katie, and I was mm -hmm. like, what? And he said, Albie's head looked really weird. He had gotten himself, now a blanket wasn't over, yeah. but he had gotten himself in a sort of weird know. position, and I fell asleep, and I didn't even realize no, I fell No, no, you, you don't And know I don't that. know for how long, and I don't know. I mean, you know, scary. There's something called micro-sleep. This is a little, a little, a little science here. <laughs> So we go to sleep, we think, okay, now I'm gonna go to bed, I put my head on the pillow, and then I fall asleep. And you think that you're kind of aware when you're allowing yourself to fall asleep, but actually there's something called micro-sleep, which is when part of the brain goes to sleep before all of the brain goes to sleep. And this is what happens when you're driving, and you know you're tired, and your eyes are rolling around a little bit, but you're still awake, and then suddenly you fell asleep. When you have micro-sleep, the brain is so close that, boom, just in a second, the, the lights can go off, I mean, in your head, and you can fall asleep. And that's what happens with the baby, because it's cozy and yeah, sweet and nice. Yeah, you're so freaking tired. Yeah, yeah. So t just the five S's yes. that are a savior for women, especially in this first three month where a baby yeah. can be really, really fussy because like you said, they're not really ready to be outside of their mom yet. They have to scientifically and physically, mm -hmm. but um, the five S's stand for. Right, so the five S's are five ways to imitate the womb. And interestingly, they don't just make the baby nostalgic. Oh, cool, this is where I used to live. It's not like that. <laughs> it's you're actually turning on a reflex, a response that's built into the baby. So babies are, are okay learners, but they're not great yet, right? It's right, gonna right, take right, a few right, years right. to get great. But they do learn things. In the womb, they're learning to recognize flavors, recognize your voice, mm -hmm. recognize the sounds around them. Um, but mostly babies are built on reflexes, which is built in software. So in other words, when you buy a computer, it already has stuff there that allows you to start using it right away. Babies have stuff in there that's pre-programmed. So sucking, you don't teach your baby how to suck, how to right. cry, how to swallow, how to blink. That stuff has to be there for survival. Even, even you know, there are ancient reflexes that are there. Like you put something in a baby's hand, they grab on you. You put something in a baby's foot, they it grab. grabs on yeah. you. Well, yeah, why yeah. is that? You know, right. that's an interesting one. So um, it turns out that what what's the new information in Happy's Baby is this idea that babies actually have a reflex we never knew about before, mm -hmm. which is like an off switch for crying and an on switch for sleep. It's not really a switch, but it kind of gets them there mm -hmm. if they're if they're ready to. Like if a baby's super hungry, you can do the five S's. It's never gonna it's never gonna work because they need something else. But if they're, you know, kind of not hungry and they're not in discomfort, it'll ease them into sleep. Into sleep, and sometimes it'll calm crying in seconds. Oh, I've seen you on the video. Oh, there there you go. It's like you guys. The great. How long is that DVD? I don't know. Half hour. There's a half hour DVD. Happiest baby on the. Block yeah. DVD, yeah. and they they hand you screaming babies, and in, it's Adam. Adam would always do an <laughs> imitation of it, where like, you know, they just go like limp in your arms. It's absolutely incredible. Well, and my uh, my publisher hates me to say this, but I really recommend. The, I mean, the book is a really interesting book. The it's book's got amazing. Anthropology I've also stuff, read the book, but but to it's learn... the only baby book I read actually. <laughs> All the way we through. We've had that to everybody who's no, sitting here. I know no, that's true. No, I did. I, I tried <laughs> pregnant to make it through a lot of books. I really tried, but I was really tired and yeah. I would get through stuff. But yours, I actually read the whole thing because oh, cool. it's 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 my type of book. It's broken up in chapters, so it's very goal-oriented it for me. It has cartoons. There, yeah, it's, like, it's very, and it's not like huge or, you yeah. know, it was just. Yeah. 
But anyway, the way you learn the techniques, it's really by watching. And so I encourage people to watch the video, kind of like learning how to tie your shoelaces. You can learn it from a book, but, but it's better learn. to see it. Yeah. And especially for guys, because men actually are great at it. They're the best in the family. Men are terrible at breastfeeding, but men are really, really good at baby calming. Um, uh, they swaddle, snugger, they jiggle yeah, more jiggly. Much better, so I was horrible at swaddling. Yeah. Horrible. Well, anyway, so the five S's stand for are five ways of imitating yes. the womb. Swaddling is the first S. It's the cornerstone. Arms down oh, yeah, actually arms down. is best. Yeah, of course. Um, and there's Safest. people get confused about that, but no. it's really that's the way it works. Even though it looks weird and like you would yeah. hate it, but um, babies don't get the vote, and this is an important thing. Everyone, goes, some people go, my baby doesn't like it because kids, when they're upset, they'll struggle and fight you, and you'll think that the baby doesn't like it. No, he but wants it. They need it. Yeah. They need it. They don't know what's best for them. He was swaddled for months, and then when he got out of, we slowly decided at like around three, four months to then he spent time unswaddled just one arm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like weeks later, he got the other arm and exactly. we only swaddled the legs. And then weeks later, he got the legs out because exactly. we slowly introduced him to freedom. <laughs> right. No, no, that's right. As, for whatever they can handle. Yes. You know. So um, swaddle. So, um, so that's swaddling. And swaddling oftentimes, most of the time, doesn't turn on the calming reflex. In fact, sometimes they cry more, and that's what makes you think that they don't like it. But they have to be swaddled. It makes everything else work better. And then it also allows them to be calmer longer because they're not upsetting themselves with Right, because if they're not swaddled in the middle of the night and they go like that, they wake themselves up, we're crying, we're here all over again. But if they have that thing, but they feel like they're in the womb and it's still constricted. That's right. They're not whacking themselves in the face. face. Right. Now, so that's the first step. And then you layer on the other four things. So then it's the side or stomach position. The back is the worst position for calming a baby. It's the best position for sleep, the only safe position for sleep. So side stomach is never for sleeping, Mm -hmm. only the back for sleeping. But the back is the worst because they kind of feel like they're falling. The, th- the third is, um, is shushing. So in your arm, you put them on their side or you put them on their on stomach. On their stomach, okay. exactly right. So they call that the football hold yep. or up over your shoulder okay. where they're leaning forward. Um, the third S is shushing shh, or white noise. Mm-hmm. But it has to be, we'll talk about this maybe in a minute. There's different types of white noise. Some work better for crying. Some work better for Sleeping. sleep. The third S is swinging or rhythmic motion. Uh, and, the, and the fifth S is sucking. And every baby is different. They all need swaddling. Mm-hmm. But some babies, you swaddle them and then you do the sound and they're golden. Mm-hmm. Other babies, you swaddle and do the sound. It does nothing until you add the motion. Mm-hmm. Other babies need this sucking. Some babies need all five mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. to turn on the reflex and even vigorously like shh. And once you get them calm, and again, if you do it right, oftentimes it happens in seconds. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of slow it down and kind of gradually get them to kind of downshift into into sleep. Great. Um, we have to talk about the snoo. Yeah. Which we used mm-hmm. like crazy um, and was like having what you would say a night nurse or a nanny or any of your cousins that well, you that, could that, pass your baby off. Your to older shift sister. That's the kind of doing it itself. Right. So here's the thing. You should have your older sister with you. And she would come in and say, you know, Katie, you guys sleep. I'm going to hold, rock, and shush the baby all night long. Mm-hmm. If the baby gets upset, I'll jiggle and shush a little more. And if I can't calm the baby down, I'm getting you to right. feed the baby. Right. 
And what happens is that when babies wake up in the middle of the night, uh, number one, if you just put the baby in a regular bassinet, they're lying there. It's so different than the world inside. Yeah. So that's why they don't sleep well. You could sleep on, the, on a cement floor if you had to. You're not going to sleep well, but you will sleep because you're right. going to be so tired. Right. Babies will sleep on their backs in a quiet, still bed. They're just going to wake up more. Mm-hmm. So if you swaddle them safely mm-hmm. and you use the right type of white noise and you use the right type of motion. So for babies who are asleep, of course, it's just natural, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. general rocking. feels like they're still in there. Yeah, exactly. Because uh-huh. even all night long when you're pregnant, every time you breathe, your diaphragm is moving and rocking your baby. Right, right. So, so they expect that. They, why take away everything that I love and I need to sleep? I just got born. Why are you taking it all away <laughs> right, from me? Right. Then what Snoo does, in addition to rocking and shushing all night, is that it hears when the baby cries and responds with a little bit more jiggle and shush. I mean, come on. <laughs> but it's true, guys. Well, you know, we built it, uh, uh, my initial It's co-founder. also super chic looking. Oh, thanks. Like, we- just Google Snoo. We'll put a link to it on, on We Have Katie's Crib Notes um, mm-hmm. below every podcast. But it's beautiful. Like, it's so beautiful. We're the most awarded baby product in history for innovation, technology, safety, and design. It's in three of the leading art museums around the world. We loved it because I was a bad swaddler. And mm-hmm. so this new comes with um, a really beautifully tight mm-hmm. zip up a bowl right. sleep sack sort of thing that you put the baby in. And it is a swaddle. It's a swaddle. Exactly. But I'm not doing it with all this material that he's getting out of and it's terrible. Right. Um, and then it has, was it four different levels? So it's four different levels of sound and motion, Uh and then the baseline, which is where they sleep. But it has an app because some kids need a little bit more. Yeah, we have the app. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, The app also, every day you can, you get a download graphic of how your baby slept and how how it's changing over the last week. Yeah, it's the biggest deal ever. Like, Beyonce uses it. We have a lot of a lot of celebrities using it. I'm saying, <laughs> I heard that Beyonce used it. It's What's beautiful. Been... It's amazing, and it's really, as far as yes, um, it is a pricey crib, but you're not paying for a night nurse, which is like two thousand dollars a week, and you can't pay for sleep, which is literally the only most thing you need that you would. So here, go for. here's there are two there are two questions that people have about snoo when they hear about it uh, two big ones one is oh my god my baby's going to get used to it and then my baby's never going to get my yeah. baby off of it and it turns out it's a piece of cake if you wait for five six months because then your baby is mature enough to move out so it's kind of like eating food you give your baby milk for every meal for the first six months you don't worry they're never going to eat food right i right. mean you know they will when the time is right and the right. Th- same thing happens with sleep once they get into a really great sleep pattern so Snoo, by the motion and sound, trains babies to be better sleepers. Right. It immediately adds an extra hour to two to a baby's sleep. And usually by two, three months, they're sleeping seven, eight hours straight. I mean, dream. Yeah. No, that no, we no. had the same thing happening. I by know. far. I know. And, and he's seven to seven now, and we trained him out of it, no problem. There you go. So that's the one thing. The second thing is the price. It turns out, though, that, I mean, we have sales all the time, yeah. anyway, on the website, but... It's $1,160, which is pricey for a baby bed. But this is a gorgeous bed, uh, the most sophisticated white noise machine, the safest swing. The baby is swaddled and attached to the bed, so they can't roll to an unsafe position. So it's the safest bed ever made. It's extra sleep for you and the baby. 
And it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, an extra pair of hands. And you're gonna use it for months. Yeah. And if you have another baby, you'll use it again. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. I want to get to some questions mm-hmm. because our listeners are like women are just struggling. This is really hard and it's wonderful that you are providing help. Um, from Chelsea Gambino on Instagram, what is a realistic expectation for a baby to sleep through the night? And have you noticed a difference between breastfed versus formula fed babies? So it depends on how you define sleep through the night. Um, in different studies, some people define it as five hours straight. Some people define it as eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends. What we see with snoo is that babies usually sleep um, seven or eight hours straight in a segment, usually by two months. And that's 
really advanced compared to a baby who's not in SNU. So, but if you're using, at least use swaddling and, and the, the right S's, type of white yeah. noise. Uh -huh, yeah, those uh -huh. two things together are a big help as well. And um, so you would, um, of course, some babies are great sleepers. They'll do it really right from the first month or so. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it takes really th three, four months to get that good, solid nighttime sleep. Yep. Do you notice the difference between breastfed babies and formula-fed babies? Yeah, so breastfed babies uh, usually need to be fed more frequently. And so they're waking, up, they're waking up more often. Um, breastfeeding mothers, however, interestingly, actually sleep as much or more than formula-fed feeding mothers. Yeah, I know. It kind of sounds odd, isn't it? But, um, but that's what the studies show. Yeah. Wow. Um, from Joy, how do you get a teething baby to sleep through the night without using drugs? This is a really big question I have too because I'm really careful about the amount of Motrin and Tylenol. I, like I'm mm -hmm. so, I rarely use it. I, mm -hmm. It makes me, I don't know. Um, I try basically any other thing and he's getting all four, four molars at the same time right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's really But when a baby's super screaming and uncomfortable, I give a Motrin. I'm like, I, yeah. if I had a splitting headache and I couldn't sleep, I would give myself sure. Advil, so fine. Yeah. Um, but how, how do you do it without using drugs? You so, have to... so a couple of things. So some babies just teeth, it's no big deal for them. Other babies really seem to go through, you know, Pain. angst and, and, and suffering. So um, one simple thing you can do is elevate the head of the bed just a little bit, just a couple of inches. Because when you're lying back, the blood kind of fills the area. Everything gets more swollen. You know how your nose gets more stuffy? Yeah. If you elevate your head, it's easier to breathe a little bit. And the gums are a little bit less swollen and throbby. Wow. So just elevating the head is one good thing. The second thing is... And they using... have things on Amazon, for example, like that you go put under the mattress. You yeah. know, I, I used to use it when you get colds too, so that like the boogers and everything would sort of like drain right. the other way. But it's right. like a wedge right. that you put, or I guess you could just put a book right. under the yeah, mattress. Yeah, no, you can, or a little something under the feet of the, of the oh, crib. Oh, yes. You'll see if you have a baby who moves around a lot, then they may end up upside down in the other direction. So, I mean, <laughs> right. try. it's one thing you can do. The second thing is using a strong white noise. Because when the white noise, when you wake up in the middle of the night, it's totally quiet and you go throb, 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 you know, it bothers you more. But if you wake up and there's some things going on, you don't pay as much attention mm -hmm. to what's going on inside. Because the pain, it's not really that much pain as much as it is a nuisance. And An awareness of, yeah. that it's like throbbing. So, but the last thing has, is what you said about using, so there are homeopathic drops. I don't, Camellia. I haven't been impressed by them. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, but Motrin is a really great tool, much more than Tylenol because it's going to last longer through the night. But here's the trick with Motrin. Everybody likes to kind of give a little less than it says on the label. Yeah. Actually, speak to your doctor about it because the label underdoses. And so you really need wow, to speak to your doctor. I never give him the right dosage because I'm always like, well... He's lighter weight, you know, under the the year, yeah. he, it's at 1.875 mm -hmm. because he's over a year old. But for the weight thing, he is on the lowest end of the weight for a kid over a year. So I'm always like, well, I'll just give him the, the dosage for like a baby baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the weird thing about Motrin or Tylenol... So they underdose just to cover their, you know, just to be super hopefully safe. Maybe, maybe. But, um, but when you underdose, uh -huh. it's like you may as well not do it. So there's a threshold. You have to get to a certain dose level for the effect of it. And, and usually for, for little kids, we recommend 10 milligrams per kilogram. Mm. 
um, which is um, like five per pound, five milligrams per, per pound. pound. Yeah. But speak, your, speak to your doctor sh- about it. Yeah, speak to your doctor, of course. It's with drugs, we always want to be really safe and mm-hmm. whatever. But um, guess what, Albie? You're getting 1.87 <laughs> freaking five the next time you're teething in the middle of the night. Um, from Temi, a mom who's read your book, followed all of your methods. The one dirty little secret for almost all of the new parents I know, this includes pediatricians, is that a lot of breastfeeding moms co-sleep. What's mm-hmm. your stance on co-sleeping and has it changed <clears throat> at all given how other cultures and American culture secretly co-sleep? Right. So nowadays in our culture, so there's co-sleeping and there's bed sharing. Mm-hmm. Co-sleeping means the baby's in the room with you, hopefully mm-hmm. right next to your bed. Bed sharing, obviously, is they're in the bed with you. Um, Bed sharing has clearly been associated with a higher risk of infant sleep death, even in breastfeeding moms who are not smoking and you're not drunk. Because like I said, you're kind of drunk anyway, just from exhaustion. So what you want to do is have your baby right next to you because that makes it cozy and nice and you can attend to your baby's needs and breastfeed easily, but not in bed with you. So you can have a co-sleeper, you can have a bassinet next next to to you or a snoo right next to you. Those are the things that you want to do. The um, having said that, about 60 or 70 percent of breastfeeding moms will fall asleep with their babies in bed with them. And you almost you almost can't help it. It happens. But you really don't want to do that. Um, And so it's it's worth kind of making a pact like you made a promise to yourself. Not that it never happens. Of course, you're just a human being. But you really it's such a terrible, terrible it it. Obviously, the terrible death of a child, but oh I've spoken to moms who lost their first baby, and your li- if your baby's in bed with you, your life is ruined. You will never, ever escape that no. guilt. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I can't even... Um, from Priscilla, Priscilla's mom has been a very present caregiver for her almost three-year-old, and when it's just... The mom and the toddler together, her mom mentions he's very affectionate and acts normal. However, as soon as the mom shows up, like dropping him off at the house, he'll actually hit or kick her, not hard, but a swat to show his displeasure. The mom's theory is that he doesn't want to get, or excuse me, Priscilla's theory is that he doesn't want to get dropped off. She doesn't know why why he'd do this when it's time to pick him up. She has no reason to suspect abuse. When he plays with toys, he's always... Includes a grandma role for a toy or stuffed animal along with that for a mom, dad, and baby. And he will tell me outside of grandma's presence that he loves grandma. So what is going on? How do I get him to stop? His teacher says he doesn't hit other kids at his toddler program. Um, Super. (laughs) Fantastic question. Fantastic, fantastic question. And fantastic way to think about it. Because you know how the, the, the... um, the frontier guides would lead you through the forest and they'd be looking for a broken twig or a, a footmark and that would they'd read the signs to figure out how to get through the forest to the other sure. side. As a parent, you learn to read the signs. And, um, and what was so intelligent in that question is, hey, is it possible that my child is being mistreated in some way? Mm-hmm. You hate to think about that, but it, it does happen. I mean, we read about it in the newspaper every right. day. Um, and so she thought very carefully about what other signs would I see if my baby were being mistreated? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more temper tantrums, more bedwetting, more um, toilet accidents, more nightmares, mm-hmm. more acting out behavior in school, mm-hmm. more um, um, saying, of course, you, you think you could ask a three-year-old who's pretty talkative, did somebody hit you? 
you know, we kind of do that yeah. in that earnest question. Yeah. But they don't really have the ability to answer direct questions. I mean, of course like they that. can. No, but, but they might not. So the way you often do, the way you open the door into a child's mind oftentimes is through play. And so you have the puppets and you have, oh, here's grandma doggy and here's, yeah. you know, little boy doggy. Right. Hi, grandma. Right. Grandma. Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, little boy doggy. What, what do you want to ask grandma? You know, say, grandma, please don't. What? You know, and then you, I mean, you Start can leave the witness a little bit. And, right. And tease See out. See if he's going to play with grandma differently. Exactly. Or have some sort of feelings come up about that. Yeah. Now, if he doesn't, and she's sort of done that sort of investigative work. So here's what a three-year-old. Is, is this separation anxiety? Is this? It's probably more like there are too many things going on in his life. He's tired at that point in time. He's a little hungry. It's, he's napping, needs his nap or whatever. And he's on the ragged edge. And so... We know about the terrible twos, but the terrible twos, which are out, more outburst behaviors, it doesn't mean when you're two years old it happens. It means between 18 months and two years. That's when you have that imbalanced period. Usually once you get over two, it's getting much better. And then there's another one that happens between three and three and a half. Oh, I've Hello. Yeah. Oh, God. But... That's where happiest toddler helps you out. Yes. Because and also those, this, techniques, those two I've read, but I have not yet read The Happiest they, Baby Guide to Great Sleep. There you go. I mean, and that's not only about sleeping. I mean, because I've that's really where, where I'm heading into with, with a lot of the moms in my mom crew are going through this, like, when are we dropping one nap, you know, two naps to one nap? And when is that one nap during right. the day? And now we're introducing nursery school and how are we dealing with sleep then? Um Wait, we have a couple more questions. How do I know when it's time to start potty training? Will my toddler give me any signs? What are the best methods? So there are these kind of events in life, right? And potty <laughs> training is like this. It's like on the marquee and the bright lights and yes. stuff. Potty training yes. time. Um, and um, people stress out about that. Um, usually it's actually pretty simple and straightforward. But you do have to read the signs. So what are the signs your child is ready um, well, there are a few. Number one, they don't say no every time you ask them to do something. They're not oppositional. Number two, they have a word for pee and poop. Number three, they're willing to sit in one place for 15 seconds. You know, because yeah, far from this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and um, number four, they like to imitate you. And so when you're washing dishes, they want to wash dishes. Ah. Or when you're picking things up, they want to do it. Mm -hmm. So they're in that imitative phase. Mm -hmm. Um, and that usually comes around two, two and a half, usually sometimes maybe three. Um, but usually all, when all those things are coming together, that's when it's opportune to start teaching them to have control over their bowels. Because when you think about it, here's the challenge with, with peeing or pooping on the potty. You have to do the op two opposite things at the same time. You have to squeeze your stomach muscles but relax your anus so it's challenging right i mean still challenging for me <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> um, um, so anyway so the the so and here's the here's the biggest mistakes people make with toilet training number one they're in a rush because they think that the earlier they do it the better um, oh, you know boarding yeah. school your child will yeah, get into or something um, the second thing is that they're told they should make a big a celebration when their baby oh. pees or poops or that kind of a yeah. thing. And actually, you don't want to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, what you, you do, you can celebrate 
the fact that they sit there mm. for 15 seconds. So you can even have a timer and you read a book, you know, they're sitting there, you tell the story, you read a book, you sing a song, whatever is going to be entertaining for mm -hmm. your child. Mm -hmm. And when the dinger goes off, yay, dinger's over, here's a sticker, good job. Mm -hmm. And then you do a happiest toddler technique is called gossiping, mm -hmm. where you pretend to talk to grandma on the phone later on. Grandma, Bobby That's sat on the potty, yeah, blah, oh. blah, blah. And he's listening in Mr. Big Ears oh. and feeling like, oh, yeah, I did such a good job. So you can say it directly, but then when you say it again, it like makes it five times more trusted. When we overhear things, we believe it more yeah, than what's told directly true. to us. So, but here's the thing. You can celebrate that, but when they pee or poop, do not celebrate that. And you know, hey, good job. I mean, you'd be positive. But... Yeah, great. So yeah. here's the reason why. When, when your child is upset with you, and wants to get back at you, They're gonna hold they'll withhold it. something that you want. And so if it's peeing and pooping that you love, you know that thing you love, mommy? Well, I'm not gonna give it to you. You don't wanna get into that kind of power struggle. Oh. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriment, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly 
Surely of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save. With free shipping on select orders, don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. So here is another question from Laurent. Please excuse me, Laurent, if I'm completely butchering your name. Um, but Laurent says, our three-month-old sleeps in his crib both day and night with the help of a swaddler, pacifier, white noise machine, dark room. We always lay him down drowsy but awake, and he falls asleep on his own with the pacifier. He has a consistent bedtime routine and is sleeping from 7.30 p.m. to 6 a.m. with no nighttime feedings most of the time and takes three to four consistent naps per day, ranging from one hour to three hours max. Everyone's hate- hating Laurent. Uh, yeah, moment. everyone's like, die, Laurent, no. Um, <laughs> when is it appropriate time to sleep train in terms of getting rid of the swaddle, pacifier, etc., so that he can start to sleep independently at night? Currently, he wakes up and fusses three to four times a night, and we usually pop the pacifier back in to help him fall right back asleep. What should we get rid of first? We don't want him to become reliant on the pacifier, but it's been a really useful tool so far during the day as well as night. Okay. So, a bunch of questions there. Yes. Um, number one, um, that's pretty good sleep. Um, obviously, um, uh, we all need, we all have little sleep cues that help us sleep. Normally you have a pillow, you have a bed, you have a comforter. Some people have their special pillow or their special sheets. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam is a sensitive guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and he really likes his pillow. <laughs> so, um, well, babies are the same way. They have their things that really help them to sleep. And each one is a, an individual and they have, you know, however, interesting thing is that if you give a little bit more of one thing, oftentimes you can help them not need the other thing. Um, so kind of like making a stew. If you don't have potatoes, but you put in a little bit more carrots and turnips, it, it kind of works out. Shift. And so um, for f- the, the problem with pacifiers is they fall out and then you got to put it back in in the middle of the night. So first thing you do is you teach your baby to keep it in the mouth longer. Mm-hmm. And the way you teach them to do that, this is a technique in the Happiest Baby book, it's called reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. So most people, to keep the pacifier in, they're kind of pushing it in and holding it in. Mm-hmm. Actually, you want to do the opposite. You want to pull it out. When your baby is sucking on something and then you pretend to take it out, the automatic reaction is to suck in more. Mm. So you might experience that like when you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, they mm-hmm. seem to fall asleep and you go to take your breast out and suddenly they decide they want it more. So. If you do so this, don't 20, encourage to push it in, take it no, out. No, pull it out. It's kind of like fishing and pulling yeah. back on the line. Yeah. And if you do that 20, 30, 40 times, they start to learn to be able to use their mouth muscles better. And when they feel it falling out, they start to suck it in more wow. so they can keep it in longer. So that's one thing you can do. The second thing is to make sure you're using the right type of white noise. And for a three-month-old, if it's too, hmm, too monotonous and kind of... Um, hummy, um, it's not as effective as a multi-frequency sound like a rain on the roof sound or even a vacuum sound, that kind of thing. So play around with the type of white noise and make sure it's loud enough. It should be about 70, 70, about 70 decibels, 68 to 70 decibels by your child's ear. So you don't put the sound by the ear, but you, you can get a little decibel meter on your telephone mm-hmm. and measure the sound Ooh, at the level of the baby's ear to see that you're not having it too high and too loud. And then 
Um, for swaddling, what the Academy of Pediatrics recommends now is that we stop swaddling at two or three months of age because we don't, or, or when babies can roll over, right. we don't want them rolling over swaddled. And so, um, so the best thing is for Laurent to speak to her pediatrician mm -hmm. and get her pediatrician's advice. Um, what's hard is that a lot of babies do well with swaddling, need the swaddling for four or five months or even six months. Yeah. And, and yet, you don't want them rolling over swaddled. So it becomes a real dilemma for parents. It's one of the reasons that we made SNU is because once they're secured in place, they can't roll over. And then the SNU sleep sack that you were talking about, and actually now we have a swaddled blanket called Sleepy, mm -hmm. which is the same sack, except it doesn't have the wings that attach to the bed. And it's an award-winning swaddle. We call it the five-second swaddle because literally, boom, Five seconds They're and it's in. done. Yeah. Oh wow. So um, so what happens with that swaddle is that they're little armholes, and so um, when your baby gets to be four or five months, you can let one arm out. Well, it's exactly what you do with Albie. Yeah. Let one arm out, then, then the let the second arm, arm out. out, and so you wean them off of the swaddling gradually. The white noise should be at least for the first year, and really more than that. Oh, A lot of adults whole, sleep with white we noise. We do, yeah. every night. And yeah. sometimes I get in a fight with Adam about it because my husband, is he has his pillow and he has his white noise. He's exactly like my son. <laughs> <laughs> my son has his thumb and he has the white noise. Um, he's a big thumb sucker, which by the way, when does that, like, I don't care. Like he, it's been a blessing because I we never gave him a pacifier. Okay. And he found, and he had his thumb, um, he doesn't suck it at all during the day. It's just when he knows it's nap time and I pick him up and he puts his thumb in his mouth and puts his head on my shoulder. Yeah. And he doesn't do it throughout the night unless he wakes himself up. Then he sucks his thumb to put him back to sleep, which is okay, good. the best. Y yes, he's self-sufficient in that way. And that kind of gets to Laurent's question as well, which mm -hmm. is like, when do I stop the pacifier? Yeah. So in general, we wean kids off the pacifier, meaning we take it away, usually around six months or so. In mm -hmm. the Deal world, you'll try to do that. However, uh, and with pacifiers, you don't want to start them until the breastfeeding is going really well. So we usually like to wait a week or two weeks at the most before we Nipple using the pacifiers. Right, which doesn't happen for most kids, but occasionally it's really a problem. Same thing for bottles. You like to start a bottle at a week or two weeks, but not really before that because of you don't want to confuse your child. Now, here's the interesting thing about thumb sucking and, and pacifier sucking, which it's really weird. This is not, not written. I mean, I, I'm, I haven't seen it written anywhere, but it's been my experience that um, it runs in families. Mm -hmm. And if the mother or father or a couple of the siblings of the mother or father really loved sucking their thumb mm -hmm. or a pacifier or had a teddy bear or security blanket that they really glommed onto, mm -hmm. then there's a high likelihood that your baby is going to love that as well. Yep. Now, You'd much rather have your child sucking a pacifier than sucking the thumb, mm. which sounds odd because the thumb is always there. So it's like, well, they're going to find their thumb more easily. Yeah, but to quit it. What? Yeah, to quit to... it. Yeah, you don't have control over that. It's much harder to quit, and it causes much bigger changes to the palate and the and the teeth. So it's much more likely to cause you know significant orthodontic issues later on. Once they're doing the thumb, it's kind of very hard to get them to stop it. So I, if I see kids starting to use thumbs a lot, mm -hmm. I really try to kind of keep up with the pacifier so that they, they kind of stick with the pacifier rather than going to their thumbs. Um, and here's the thing about pacifiers. If you look at people in other cultures, mm -hmm. 
more basic cultures, they're nursing their babies till three, four years of age. Mm -hmm. Sucking is a normal thing for a three-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm -hmm. So it's no sweat. It's not a big deal. If I don't want kids walking around all day long. They've got the passy plugged in. But if you only use it when you're sleeping or when you're really upset or sick, it's, it's a friend. Right. And so it's not a bad thing. Right. And then by, you know, three or four years of age, it's much easier for them to, to give that up. Right. Um, I think this is our last question. My child refuses to sleep in her own bed. What are some tips for getting her to sleep on her own? Oh. So this is really what the Happiest Baby Guide to Great Sleep, you know, uh, birth to five years um, is one of the things that talks about. So if your child won't sleep in bed, meaning that you put her in bed and she keeps coming to your room or she won't let you, you know, every time you try to leave the room, it's, mommy, I need a, yeah. I need a glass of water. I need a kiss. I need oh. a pee pee. I need, you know, I mean, they, they call it curtain calls familiar to you. Oh God. Um, that's but, coming for us <laughs> around the corner for sure. Um, so, um, because ultimately think about it this way. Who wants to sleep by themselves in a dark room all alone when the party's happening in the other room? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Okay. At a certain point, yeah. Me. Yeah, I know. So, uh, okay, fair enough. Um, but kids don't want to. Yeah. There was a time in your life when you didn't want to sure, miss the party. Sure, sure. You wanted kids to be up want, all night yeah, long. No, no thank you. So, um, so, parents are taught you should let your child cry it out. And that is a tough love way. And it can work, but it can totally backfire and your kid starts vomiting and screaming and ripping the, the room apart. It can be a real travail. So there's a technique in the sleep book called Twinkle Interruptus. And it's a very, very effective, like 85% or so effective technique to get a child over 18 months to two, three, four years of age to stop the fight and give up and just sleep in their own bed. And there are a couple of principles involved in this. First is the happiest toddler technique, which is called patient stretching. So the happiest toddler book and DVD or streaming video teach, how do you teach patience to a one-year-old? And you do it kind of the opposite way that you think you should do it. In other words, we think that we say, you know, your child comes to you and says, mommy, mommy, do this, and you're doing something else. And you say, honey, wait one, one second, minute, mommy's yeah. going to be right with you. Uh-uh, that's not what you do. You do the opposite. You immediately go to your child, oh, show mommy what you have. And just as they start to show it to you in that second, then you go, oh, honey, wait, one second, one second, one second, sweetheart, one second. Mm. You turn away for like three seconds, pretend to do something. So turn your back, pretend to do something. And they've already moved on. No, 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 they haven't. They're oh, waiting. See, I'm not a doctor. Because your finger is up saying, wait, one second, uh -huh, one second. Uh -huh. After three seconds or five seconds, you turn back to them and go, good waiting, sweetheart. Show mommy what you have. Wow. So you do that. Someone should do that for me. <laughs> I have no patience. <laughs> you do that five or six times a day for different things. Cracker, mommy, cracker. Okay, sweetheart, here's your cracker. Oh, wait, one second, one second. Over and over again. And then you increase it from three seconds to five to 10 to 15 to 30. And then here's the trick. Wow. Once they're waiting 30 seconds, sometimes you only make them wait three seconds. In other words, they're expecting to wait longer. Oh my God, sometimes I don't even have to wait that long. It's like, this is so cool. It's like what they do to us with slot machines. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, you suddenly win and then you keep thinking, am I gonna win next time? You know, you know. Think, right. So you teach patients that way. You do that for like a week to teach your child to, when you go one second, one second, they know they're gonna get what they want, but they do have to wait a little bit. 
Then you have a nighttime routine, reading a book and stuff like that. Then you have a little teddy bear or a blankie and you have white noise in the room. You need all of those ingredients for a week. Then when you put them to bed and you ring, read the five stories, in the middle of the sixth story, you go, and then the little boy bunny rabbit said, oh, honey, wait, one second, one second, sweetheart, one second, mommy just has to go see daddy. Or if your child won't let you leave the room, I just have to go on the other side. I just have to see one thing over there on the table. And you go there for five seconds and come back and snuggle up and start reading again. And then a minute later, oh, 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 one more second, one more second. And after two or three nights, you've built that up to where you're going out for a minute or two minutes. Right. And you say, here, hold on to your teddy bear. Mommy's going to be right back. Right. And they're clutching the teddy bear. The white noise is on. They're cuddled up in bed. Right. And, and usually by the time they're waiting two minutes, they just fall asleep on their own. Wow. And, um, That's brilliant. It's really cool because it's not screaming. It's not fighting. And they feel not, like they're getting what they want. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I'm not. I have to do that because I'll like no. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't, I'm not good with him crying. Like, yeah. I yeah. just not. Well, you know something. Um, this is a kind of a good trick. Sometimes it doesn't work, and you do have to kind of decide what you're going to do. <clears throat> but you don't have to cry it out. Sometimes you'll put a little bed next to your bed, mm-hmm. you know, and say, "Honey, honey, this is mommy and daddy's bed, and this is your bed right next to it, so you can sleep there on the floor and you're." cute cuddly mattress and be right next to mommy and daddy or you can sleep in the room with your child and then gradually move your bed Bed further and further away i mean there are different techniques described in the book but i love twinkle interrupt this because it works so well and it and it's teaching your child a good thing which is to be more patient yeah oof no one did that. Twinkle Interruptus <laughs> was not given to me as a child. This was so informative. Again, we could talk for like 100,000 hours, and I hope you guys found this to be like just so informative. The books are incredible. The DVD, the watching... Streaming video the streaming now. Video. I mean, DVD is I need kind you, of a yeah, dinosaur. Hello, so am I. <laughs> um, the streaming video for the five S's is... is was a game changer for us and so was the snoo thanks and that's all on happiestbaby.com oh actually you know what we're doing with snoo we've started this year we're renting snoos to corporations so if you have a big if you work for a big company tell your benefits department so hulu activision snap um google facebook qualcomm they all now give it as a free rental to their employees to say we love you. We want to take care of you. We want you to get sleep so you to come get back sleep. to work and be wow, have your brain working. That also. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time and Thank for being you. on Katie's oh, what a pleasure. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye now. Thank you guys so much for listening to Katie's Crib. And be sure to check out Shondaland.com where you can find every episode of Katie's Crib. And we've got crib notes for each episode where you can find out more about our guests and links to some of the resources we talk about on the podcast. And last but not least, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, basically like wherever you get your podcasts.